Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTG Nordic. I am still Morten Røvik and still here with my friend and colleague Lars Roskil Hendriksen. Hello Lars. Hi Morten. Good to be with you and looking forward to sharing some more thoughts on GCD with our listeners. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, the goal for us is to help you learn or become even better GTDers, becoming more productive, get a better overview of all your commitments and be better at staying present with whatever you're engaged in, both at work and at home. And we really hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of how experienced you are with GTD. And if you're looking for a refresher or learning the basics of GTD, then we recommend you go back and listen to the first episodes, episodes one through six, where we cover the five steps. Indeed, we do recommend that. And today's episode is listeners' questions. And uh, we've had quite a few listeners sending us questions um, before and now. So this is one of my favorite uh, topics we can discuss because it's people feel I have a need. I don't understand and I need to ask questions. This is good because then we can help you, the individual, to get better. So keep them flowing. And Lars, what is our first question for today? Sure. Yeah, thanks. And it's great to get these questions. So so please keep, do keep them, them flowing. Um, our first question is from Irvin Laville from France. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that as how, as you would in France, but that's the best I could do. Um, and Irvin says, hi, I'm from France and I want to say thank you for your podcast. I enjoy listening to it every week and I can't wait until the next episode. Great, Irwin. Thanks a lot. Um, he says, I want to know if it's possible to talk about tasks that I want slash must do but can't right now because of date or time, other tasks, or maybe I don't want to. Do you put these kinds of tasks inside the someday maybe list, even if you have to do them, if you must do them, or do you put them in a tickler system or calendar? Thank you for your help and for the podcast. Have a great summer, Erwin. What would you respond to Irvin? Uh, I would uh, paraphrase uh, David Allen said, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my first thing, um, uh, thoughts are here that um, when he says, um, is it possible to talk about tasks that I want slash must do, but I can't do right now because of date time, then then I would say date and time that would indicate you you want and must do them in the in the future. Uh, or that it doesn't have as a high priority right now because other tasks get in its way. Those two are fairly straightforward. That would either be a tickler file or in the calendar or in my someday maybe or in my project on pause. Um, What would you say to him? Yeah, I would probably say something similar. Really be very clear on the clarification of of whatever had had shown up in his life for his inbox. Um, Really be clear on on that step because uh, if it's something that I must do but can't right now, it could also sound like it's just the the nature of where he is and he does not have the time right now, but it's still something that he has to do. And if it's it's something active that you are acting on, then, then I would also be sure to keep it on his list or maybe even in his calendar if it has to take time, take place on a specific date or time. So it really comes back to being very clear for me on the clarification step, figuring out what it is and, and whether it's actionable or not. 
Yeah, and and it could be that uh, we mentioned this before, and for some people that might come as um, a surprise that you can actually invent something and put into GTD as long as it doesn't break the the ground principles of GTD. That you don't have to have, you know, that there are two opposite sides of what I call active and inactive. Is that active projects is projects that, that you are they are projects you work on right now, and then you have the someday list or someday maybe a list where you do someday when time comes uh, cows start fly or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you will do them but you can make an in-between between these because they are very far uh, apart because if you must do them um, then it would be something that will be active later for sure and then that could be a project on hold i know i will i must make this and it's on hold right now i don't do it right now but it's pitch the park it hmm. so but i i i'm i got a little hung up in in the thing he said that um i am uh, the tasks that i want slash must do but i can't do right now because i don't want to <laughs> and uh, that sounds very much like procrastination to me or or genuine dislike of something so so uh, what i would su suggest for him is that he will be very good at defining next actions so mm. that uh, th that i don't want to maybe because of procrastination you don't know how to get started um if you know the the very first next action where you have everything you need that will help you get started but if you don't want to do it still because it's um it has some kind of yuck factor maybe you should change your job or, <laughs> <laughs> or your life i don't know <laughs> no but it really for me um i i finished a virtual seminar earlier today and me too. i always uh, look at you know or try to check in with the participants you know curious to hear what were the most um you know what did they most appreciate about it what steps do you, did they think that they would be would be most valuable to them and um, a few of them said the clarify step. And, and uh, I, I always like to hear that because it really shows that, you know, they recognize that there is a complexity in their world, making that decision and not falling into procrastination traps. And, you know, some of these people, I, I know them, um, they have uh, very nice titles, big jobs, uh, but they're struggling with uh, procrastination just like the rest of us. So yes. being good at that clarifying step, finding that next action, if you're not, if you don't want to do it, then yeah, like you said, what, then. Then, then maybe there really is some other next action that could go on their list. So yeah. just something to uh, to check in on as well when you're kind of stuck on a task. Yes, I do, do agree. I hope that we've um, answered your question uh, well. And uh, if not, write it right back to us and ask again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. <clears throat> Let's head on to the second question. The second question is from... Andy Jewell, um, and I'll go through his list because I think, or his email because I think there is a um, a lot of good details in here. First of all, he says, "Hi guys, thank you so much for your podcast. I really get a lot out of the discussion and extensive experience you bring to the topics and questions around GTD. It's one of my favorite podcasts. My Yay! only suggestion for improvement would be to record more podcasts. <laughs> Great, Andy. Thanks. Uh, happy happy to hear that. Um, he goes on to say, I especially enjoy when you answer questions because it gives me some insights into the way others are using and improving their GTD process. I'm not new to GTD, but I have a couple of struggles in my process. And one is that um, that may seem simple, but isn't 
that clear to me is the engage or action step, particularly with respects to contexts. My understanding from the original book and most of what I hear is that the pool of activities that you might work on at any given time is any task from your next actions list. What you choose is mostly informed by your context and your instinct as to what you should do next. Does that mean that I shouldn't actually create a daily to-do list, but rather choose in the moment? So when I take that approach, I have to stop and conduct an on-the-fly review uh, to find out what's the best task to work on, and, and that feels slow and awkward. But on the other hand, if I make a to-do list at the beginning of the day, sometimes my day interferes, and at the end of the day, I haven't done anything on that list. If I roll those over to the next day, they just seem to keep rolling, and then my system feels stale and pointless. What is the proper balance between planning my to-dos and choosing my to-dos by context? Looking forward to your next show. Hope you and your team are staying safe and healthy. Andy. Yeah, and again, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first reaction. Um, I I think maybe one of the, the, the key questions here, what is the proper balance between planning my to-dos and choosing my to-dos by context? And um, and it depends. Um, what I do personally is that in the morning I I I look through my day. I see if I have um, in my calendar. I look at my calendar first and look at what 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 time slots do I have that is not planned that I can do planned work or do unplanned work or planned work. Um, this is um, uh, what I would call, you know, a gut feeling decision. If I understand I have a lot of backlog on email, maybe I will do, uh, you know, um, define my work, do my my um, my clarify and organize step. But if I have want to engage with my lists, I feel this is um, what I need to do in the morning. I would look at what time and then maybe pick a couple of the most important ones I could do today. Mm. And um, just mark them with uh, wherever you can mark them with a you know a marker pen or a tick uh, so you find it again or or um, flag in your if you have that in your syst uh, your in your software so that you can easily find them again. But I think the 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 best here best idea here is to to keep a light grip on that commitment because as he indicates the thing changes. And it's it should be easy for you to just let go of that and then uh, put it back in the pile and then um, if if what I call reality happens when because reality has mm. a nasty habit of getting into your your way of 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 uh, working this is suddenly something happens you have to change your your um, priorities so what do you think um, Mars um, what is your take on this. Well, uh, I think it depends. It's a good, uh, good place to start. Um, I think, you know, when we start setting up people with these context-based lists, um, again, back to the virtual seminar earlier uh, throughout this week, um, they were also, a, a few of them were questioning how that could work for them. And obviously we go through them uh, one by one, those steps. So when we got to step five, they had a more of a clear idea of why we would organize by these uh, contexts based on the limiting criteria. 
Um, but I think um, he pretty well describes the challenge of trying to prioritize ahead of time uh, in his uh, second statement where he says, uh, if I try to make that to-do list at the beginning of the day, then unplanned work shows up. I have to roll it over to the next day. So that's, you know, taking that step ahead, um, do that with caution. Like you say, you know, there may be some some critical tasks that you should be getting to as soon as you possibly can. And if you can flag them in some way to make sure that they get your the right amount of attention, then then that might be the right way to go. But I always really try to to see if we can, you know, actually pick up the list and choose from that list. And what I um what I found interesting was that he said that it feels slow and and awkward. So what I'm wondering about if is he might missing either the right lists for him or if the weekly review is not done weekly maybe mm. <laughs> let's put it that way um because if it's not clear what would be the right thing to do then i'm wondering if the lists might be long or it might be that there are too many things in in, in play at any given time so it's difficult to choose uh, mm. because i would um as i think i mentioned last time as well i actually really appreciate that uh, you know i can can get to choose from my uh, my list uh, sorry siri decided to to chime in on that one um I really appreciate that I can 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 actually pick from that list instead. So it f- actually feels great for me to be able mm. to make that choice in the moment, as opposed to having smart last uh, last week or yesterday <laughs> setting a prioritized list for me to to work from, yes. uh, like a slave to mm. that guy. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe 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 you know have a look at those lists, see if it's the right lists for you, Andy, mm. um, and also make sure you have that good thorough weekly review, so you have sort of more of a maybe a clear gut feeling on what would be the right thing to work on yeah and what also um, strikes me now is that when you do the limiting criteria you start with context then you take time then you take your mental resources and then your priorities what gives me the most uh, value to to start now and work on and if you start with priorities with the smart Lars or smart Morton or uh, smart uh, Andy uh, it was Andy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's um, it makes it um, you know you jump um, the hurdle of your you know um, what what if you choose something to put up, put something on your list that you want to do today on your short list uh, that is uh, takes more time than you actually have tomorrow when the tomorrow starts and you end mm-hmm. up with uh, or higher level energy level than you really have then you are. You have to have a light grip on this and say, well, I have to renegotiate this quickly. And no, I, I'm, I don't have time or I don't have energy to do this. So light grip is something I would talk about um, to him. And, and another thing is that I'm, I'm on the beta program for a software now, which is kind of interesting, um, which is trying to help you focus on the most important things. And um, I tried it out. It's an iPhone app and it's a, um, a Chrome extension that you install in your Chrome browser and it helps you not drift from it's a hold like in H O L D like hold your attention. Mm. And, uh, it also, for those of you who are really having wandering, wandering minds and, uh, when you start working, wander off and do other things than you decided to do it. You can set a, you can set, um, um, a number of tasks you would like to do today in the hold app, either in the Chrome or on your phone. And then you said, I would like to spend 25 minutes or an hour or how long you want to spend on it. And then it will stop you, go to Facebook. It will stop you, go to whatever app, uh, sorry, web sites you would like to go to when you are getting a little bored. 
Um, and I think that is an interesting one. It's called Hold. Um, it's going to be released sometime this winter, I think. But um, I don't know if that's interesting, but that's also a way to make a short list. And um, yeah, write, write, write it with pencil. I think it's a good idea. So you can just <laughs> erase it if you didn't get to it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does make sense. And there may be some tricks like that as well, you know, blocking your uh, inbox if that's actually what's stealing your time or, you know, maybe blocking websites that, you know, will start to steal your time if you're, if you're not aware or, or, you know, whatever helps you out. Uh, and, and apps can certainly certainly help with that way. Hmm. So I hope, Andy, we uh, got through your, your question or I believe it gave you some some tips on how to how to deal with that and pick the right thing. And like Morten said to to Erwin earlier as well, um, be sure to let us know by email if you have any additional thoughts or, or how that made sense to you. The third and last question is from Michael in Denmark. Michael Dreus, I will say a mix of Danish and, and English. Um, he posts several questions in, in his email, but I want to just pick out one of them for now. They were mainly sort of topics or recommendations for what we might discuss. Um, and one of them was uh, successes, big failures, and how to get back on track. Um, what and he, you... he poses one ex explicitly to me. <laughs> Have you had a big failures with your system, Morton? Yes, all the time. <laughs> it's kind of... Uh, that, 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 that is my notes that I would ask you. <laughs> so ah. just, don't take that too personal. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So that's your note. But uh, you're absolutely sh uh, sh um, on the mark is that... One of the, th the, the, if I think back when I started with GDD back in 2006, is that um, I, I think two main things is that I tried to take my old me, the old uh, systematic approach or more or less systematic approach I used before and merge it with GTD. I take the new, new teachings and merge it with my old habits. And that did not work. It is like GGT because um, um, I tried to, for instance, I I was addicted to to dates, you know, due mm. dates, really b bad habit of due dates. When you get a notification when you can't do something about it in a meeting or something, that is really not good. So that is one of my biggest failures since I took my old habits and um, bad habits mainly and try to merge them with GTD. So, so if you, this is one of the things I really, really would recommend you not do. And mm. uh, the other big failure that I can remember was that I didn't clearly um, divide between or, or separate actionable and non-actionable things. Mm. For instance, I would use, uh, I would try to different um, systems. Like I would try to keep both my reference material and my next actions in a kind of like a blurred system in Evernote. I started with mm. Evernote a little at a time and, and it was not clear edges on what was reference and what was actionable. So I, I had to read through my reference to see if there are some actionable items there. I didn't extract them and then convert them to next actions and put them into my active system. So that is also a big fail when mm. that kind of, when I, when I understood what I, had been doing and rectify that, that was a big relief. 
where you have something I need to do something about and something's just for reading if I want to or or background material mm. I might need for a project in the future. What is your big big failures, Lars, that you can remember? <clears throat> well, yeah, I also just uh, you know reflected a bit on this, and I don't know what the biggest failure would be. Um, and as I was thinking through it, I think you know much of it is really not failures as much of the learning, learning experience learning. of uh, you know implementing GTD and, and and correcting as you go along, kind of what you were saying. Um, and and when it comes back to getting back on track, well, you know that's falling back to basics, like you also said. Uh, and I think you actually mentioned it last time as well, uh, pre-show, that you know we we make these tweaks, we make these adaptions, and then uh, uh, when we sort of feel that we're getting a bit off track, then falling back to the basics is really the the way to go. Mm. Um, but if I were to highlight something, I think for me was being more clear in my projects and next actions. Um, I think, like we mentioned before, the clarify step, uh, I was not very clear in that. I, I had a tendency to, you know, uh, things were moving fast and I had to move fast. So I would just write something on, on the list. I would mm -hmm. uh, just write budget. Uh, I would, you know, <laughs> maybe skip the clarify step and just, you know, put Ooh. some stuff on that list because I'll, I'll, I know what that means. I know yeah. what that means. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to think that through and, and write that down, you know, mm -hmm. Next action. Who needs that? I, I know what the next action is when I look at it. Yeah. So so really being being better at that. I think but that. Let's was go back to that. What? How did that really translate? If you go back to that, that, because I think a lot of people do that still. Yeah. So so looking through that list and making that decision, what's the right thing for me to do? I mean, picking up that list, I would have to you know think all of those things through again, clarify mm -hmm. each and every one of them figuring out what's the next action, especially email. And that's probably the, the second thing I would highlight is, you know, I had a, a long time where I would, you know, the, I would simply use the emails as a reminder for the next action. I would not capture the next action. So simply yeah. having that action folder, dragging that email over there, really good, really quick at getting to inbox zero. But looking at that action folder, that action mm. folder was just full of emails. Yeah. They were actionable. That part was clear. But what was the next action? Mm. That was something that I had to figure out each and every single time I had yes. to figure out what was right to work on. Right. <laughs> so it really was, you know, of, it had saved me some time. I didn't have to look at all the emails that I didn't have to do anything about. But on the other hand, it really was a lot of mental horsepower wasted on rethinking yes. all of the stuff that was in that action folder. Yeah. And, and, and thinking is harder than you could, you know, than one should think. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but it is, it is really like this. And this is where some of the the, the underlying principle of GTD, sorry, uh, underlying principles of GTD helps you, is that you, you will think one time about something um, if you decide you want to do something about it and then decide what's the next action and park your desired outcome somewhere. And and instead of rethinking and looking at it, it's like um, uh, what is that word in English for for when you have a cow and and she 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 um, vomits up and <laughs> eat again her food is re regurgitation <laughs> yeah. regurgitation I think it is in English where where you mm. you you eat the same food several times and and this um, this um, idea that you should uh, rethink and rethink and, and you will rethink when you try to find something. And that is such waste of your mental energy because thinking is hard. 
it takes a lot of mental energy mm. to think and to make decisions takes you know mental energy instead of that doing that over and over again do it one time just one and then decide mm. i think that is uh, really uh, really um vital for a you know getting your your win as a gtdr with more productivity you have will have more energy and more time on your hands to do the, the important stuff Mm, yeah. So if any of you are stuck like like I was, um, you know, really go out there and, and figure out, see if you can find some tools that work for you where you can then easily integrate your email and action management more more easily together. At least for me, that was uh, made it, you know, a lot more attractive for me to do it when there was a nice easy way for me to just have an email, hit that button, write the next action and then uh, hit enter. And then we were we're ready to go uh, hmm. archive the email onto the next one that really made a big difference for me so make sure that it's an easy way for you to 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 get those over there as well yeah. and also the other part of uh, michael's michael's question was the successes what would you say have been the biggest success that you had as part of your gtd practice or that you maybe have, have worked with other people who, who implemented gtd uh, well, I don't think it is one big success. It's more like many small successes um, that has led to to I, I I clearly remember when starting with GGD when I started emptying my head and I felt the 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 it was possible to think again. This fresh air blow through your brain and you you feel oh it feels great. You feel you are on top of things. And then the second would be when I started nailing the, the, the weekly review becoming actually weekly and not bi-weekly or tri-weekly <laughs> or whenever I felt really bad about my, my uh, commitments. Um, that is also a big, uh, big win, big success. And, um, and, and I think th those two to start, uh, you know, getting things out of my head and clarifying, organize them into a system and then review that system on a regular basis give me a lot of success and it's helped me to to if i didn't have gdd i wouldn't be where we are to we wouldn't be here today you and me <laughs> and because gdd helped me to clarify that really i wanted to work with gdd i want to help people with getting good at this because it's changing the world and um, back in 20 you know it started in 2009 but in 2012 when i signed a contract with david allen academy to start learning this uh, on and teaching this um, more professionally and that was gtd who made this and I, I remember very clearly this is maybe the biggest success is i remember clearly thinking to myself david allen cannot refuse me uh, to get this to norway because he gave me this idea he he <laughs> gave me gtd he must accept this <laughs> so yeah so thank you david for for giving us gtd and um and um, I think, yeah, many big successes. What's been your biggest success or successes, Lars? Well, I would pretty much echo what you said. You know, it, it really is constant. Um, I could not, you know, run this business without GTD. So, so that's exactly what I had noted in my notes as well. Um, while also at the same time, being the father and husband that I want to be and also get my my runs in there and, and all that, that there really is a balance in all of the activities going on in my life, even though there's a lot of stuff going on that I can stay present with all the, the things that I'm engaged in. Um, but I think if I were to highlight one specific time in my life, it was um, 
Uh, and I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but back in 2012, 2013, my father was diagnosed with with brain cancer. And um, there was a lot of things that I had to take over as well. Uh, he was, uh, <clears throat> it came as a surprise um, and he was very active in, had, had uh, different businesses uh, ongoing. So those were businesses that I had to step in and take over and make sure that they were handled while at the same time, uh, you know, staying on top of my work as an IT consultant and be present with him and help him and his wife uh, in that time. And that really was, uh, you know, a lifesaver for me. Uh, and I know a lot of GTDers have similar stories mm. with there was just a specific time in their life where they really figured out that you know they they weren't sure looking back how would they have managed this without having the, the tools for that so um it really made that period tough as it was for sure um more bearable for for me and, and also supported everyone around him so that's probably the the biggest one that i would highlight yeah me too this is um i've, I've heard similar stories many times and I've had my when I you know I lost my mother a few years back and I had to handle this on behalf of the family and I'm uh, you know handle at least the, the practicalities around this and it is um, you know it's if you are in a big life-changing event happens to you it's good not to have to remember the two milks uh, on the mm -hmm. way home or sign the contracts all the small mundane things that you need to do to keep your your boat afloat, uh, if, if you so, um, and, and this is, it's truly helpful in a situation like this. And it gives you, you have uh, maybe stronger emotion, emotions around something when you are a G2D, because you can allow yourself to have them. Hmm. Like, I Good think point. that because, because you know, the emails you should reply and all your commitments are still in your brain if you don't put them somewhere else. But if you take them out of there, you can allow yourself to be wrapped up in whatever you feel in the moment. And it could be, you know, sorrow, or it can be happiness. It could be, um, and I think that's one of the, the um, when we look at why people say I'm, I'm more happy with GTD, uh, how many percent, 80 something percent mm -hmm. says that they are more uh, happy with GTD is that they have the mental bandwidth to be happy. You know, yeah. I'm uh, married to my beautiful wife uh, and I'm, I'm in love with her still. We've been married for, well, it's not much more than a year, but, <laughs> but still, you know, to be in love and to enjoy love and to have emotion, positive and, you know, negative emotions also is, is good. It's, um, it's, I feel I live um, a fuller life with GTD. Yeah. And maybe that's a good way to speak, to say it. Yeah. yeah. So thank you to Michael as well from Denmark. I hope we gave some, some good feedback to the, the notes or the email that you, you sent us. And thank you to, to all three listeners for the question. Thank you also to Andy. Thank you to Erwan as well. And uh, great questions. And for those of you who might have any more questions, uh, be sure to, uh, to let us know. The email is right there for you in the show notes. And you will mention it at the end of the, um, the, when we take us out also, which we are getting close to now. So any final comments, Lars, or are you ready to take us out? Well, <clears throat> the one thing that I wanted to mention just to, to say thank you to our listeners um, and how much we appreciate that you listen along. Um, there's There are a lot of great podcasts out there, a lot of things you could be spending your time on, uh, but you chose to listen to us and we really, truly appreciate that. So, so thank you very much. Yeah, yeah really. indeed. 
And we have and more more five stars on iTunes than any other <laughs> podcast about GTD. I think, really? at least in Norway. So keep 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 them stars coming, people. You make us well, happy. Thank you. Thank you for those as well. Yeah. And as usual, we wrap up this episode. If you're in the Nordics, we recommend you head on over to gtdnordic.com where you will find links to the country websites for each of the Nordic countries. And on those websites, you can find articles about GTD, links to the newsletters, social media groups where natives from each of those countries discuss GTD. And of course, you can find all of our offerings regarding speeches, coaches, and seminars, both virtual and physical. Um, and like I said, we always like to hear from you. So feedback, ideas for future episodes, questions, whatever you want to tell us, let us know via email, podcast at gtdnordic.dk. Good. Thank you so much for listening and thanks for your questions. Keep them coming um, and we will write, sorry, we will answer your question maybe next time. Well, maybe not next time, but next time after <laughs> that, maybe. I don't know. We try to mix them up so it's not all, always listener questions, but... Write us and we will answer your questions for sure. We are good at capturing and organizing. <laughs> we are dead serious about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you so much for, for listening and uh, stay safe and stay productive until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.